Are you ready for a travel adventure? How about an exciting trip to Venice or an exhilarating experience in Bangkok? Maybe you were more about a culinary adventure in Barcelona or just a relaxing day cruising the canals of Amsterdam. Join the Professor Travel as he invites you on an epic excursion, one that has you traveling the globe with him. Come and experience a world of culture, a world of history and architecture, a world of food and experiences to broaden your mind and save you time and money as you travel. Learn more, discuss more, travel more, and enjoy life more. And now your host, The Professor Travel. Greetings, students, and welcome to this edition of The Professor Travel. I am your host, The Professor Travel, coming to you from Orange County, California. This is the website, the vlog, and the podcast that you come to in order to learn new things about different travel destinations. Hopefully, this will bring you together as a community in order to discuss more about them, ultimately to travel there, and enjoy the experience of life a lot more. Now, you can reach me at a variety of different social media platforms, starting, of course, with my website, which is at theprofessortravel.com. I am available on YouTube, on Facebook, and now on TikTok at theprofessortravel. If you're an Instagrammer, you can find me there on there at the underscore professor underscore travel. If you're a Twitterer, find me there at theprofessortr1. And if you're a blogger, you can find me there at theprofessortravel.blogspot.com. Dot com. Sorry, a lot of craziness with all these different social media apps and stuff like that. I know, right? Um, so I'm welcoming back a visiting professor of ours, uh, Ishan Gokal. How are you doing today, sir? Hello, how are you? Oh, you know, just living the dream right now and trying to mm. stay inspired by all of this wonderful travel that you've done in the past. So, um, so am I. I know, I feel it. But you know what? By the time this airs, I think it'll be mid to late January of 2021. So hopefully we're going to be able to get out a little bit more than we have been because of the COVID restrictions. So, mm -hmm. but for those who have, for whatever reason, not seen any of your previous videos, uh, can you maybe tell us a little bit about your credentials, either educational background sure. or about some of the places that you've traveled? Yes, sir. Uh, so as I've said in my previous videos, um, the travel is the best education I've ever received in my life. Um, so that is my education. Uh, the places that you go to, the places that you see, the people that you meet, uh, the cultures, everything about it, the food, you know, you name it, everything, mm -hmm. every aspect of it. Um, so that is the most, <laughs> you know, that is education. Um, and, and you've been to more countries than I think any of my other visiting professors have been to. That's surprising to me, but okay. Because I know people who have been to more than me. So well, yeah, but you live in that you live in that bubble where you travel to, you travel all over the world and you meet people who also travel all over the world all over right. all the time. So mm -hmm. it doesn't surprise me. But you've been over, you've been uh, over 50, 70 something seventy something countries. I mean, for me, that just unless you're living in in the situation where you're traveling for your company or you're living with a parents who are in the military or something like that, then yeah, that seems, that seems much more than the average person. I think more than like, I, I saw a recent survey of people, at least in the United States. And I think it was something to the extent of most people haven't traveled to more than five countries. Yeah. So, I don't doubt that. I don't so doubt it, really, that. it really doesn't surprise me, mm -hmm. but for purposes now, 
uh, we'll talk about this picture that's on the screen in just a second. And if you're on the podcast, you're going to have to come over to YouTube in order to see it because it's a really beautiful picture. But for purposes of this vlog and podcast, we're going to talk about the beautiful country of Switzerland and all the different trips that you've been to in order to go there. So how many times have you been over to Switzerland? Uh, 18. 18 times. Now, was this for work? Was this just personal no. pleasure? Every single one of them was for personal pleasure. Oh my gosh! Um, I, I've, the first my first trip was back in two thousand three, August two thousand three, and uh, I just loved it so much. It it became like because uh, I try to travel as much as I can, as you know. So mm -hmm. uh, every time I'm looking for places to go anywhere in the world, uh, you know, Zurich and Geneva are at the top of my list. Like I'll always search for flights over there, and you know. You know, it's funny that you say that. Try for that. It's really funny to me, at least, that you say that because one of my goals is to go to as many different countries as possible. Mm -hmm. But you seem to have found a country. I mean, and and you do go to a tremendous number of countries. But it sounds like to me, this is the one of those countries that if you could move there tomorrow, you probably would because it, it sounds like you get a lot of enjoyment out of it. And, and oh. I'm very eager to understand how. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I think you may know me enough to know how, <laughs> why. <laughs> well, I mean, definitely, I know you love I mean, the look outdoors. at that photo. It's just yeah, gorgeous. Exactly. It's beautiful. <laughs> and specifically, let's talk about the um, photo really quick. This is a photo of the, is it the Alps or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so behind me, it's actually behind the clouds in that photo, but as it is most of the time. But uh, behind me is Mount Matterhorn, which uh, is famously duplicated in uh, Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's actually uh, like the, the closest town to this is a, a town of Zermatt in southern Switzerland. And from there, you take all these gondola rides up. And this is one of those, you know, it happened to be a train over here. Uh, so you go up to the top of the mountain and you see the whole 360 degree view from there, right? Like you can see Mount Matterhorn, you can see all the glaciers in that line. Wow. Uh, it, it's breathtaking yeah and i think we'll actually see another picture of the matterhorn in just a couple of minutes too oh okay okay yeah i know you shared some pictures with us so mm -hmm. um if not it looks an awful lot like the matterhorn it's one of the two <laughs> it's, yeah it's definitely the alps one of the two yeah um but moving forward like when you're thinking in terms of the trips that you plan in order to go to switzerland how far in advance do you plan for something like that? Uh, so this is just me. Uh, I would not actually recommend this to the people watching. Uh, but I like to plan like a whole year out. Because okay. I want to know, like I want to look forward to it. You know, it's planning is off the front. So uh, I want to have that to look forward to that. Oh, in July or whenever, you know, this may be December, but hey, next July, I'm going to Switzerland. Yay. You know? uh, so, uh, but that's just me. Typically, what people recommend is, of course, you know, you have to book like three months out for best airfares, that kind of thing. And uh, it just, it, it depends on your schedule, honestly. And Switzerland is a place where, speaking from personal experience, uh, you can spend one day or you can spend a week or you can spend more, one month, whatever you want. Uh, you'll get something out of it every single time, trust me. And <laughs> I've, had all, I've had all different kinds of trips over there. Talk to me about what the visa process looks like. I mean, planning that yeah, far in advance, for, I would imagine it's not terribly well, difficult. No, not at all, actually. For U.S. citizens, uh, there's no visa. You, you can just go there. But now uh, Europe has starting to, uh, they have this uh, uh, permission thing that you have to fill out. 
so you have to go online. It's a very easy process, but you still have to do it. Uh, you have to go online, fill out the form for, it's like a visa, but not really a visa. I don't remember what it's called exactly. It's like a permission slip uh, or something permi- like that? Yeah, permission slip to enter all the Shenzhen countries in Europe. Although okay. I guess Switzerland is not a Shenzhen country, but still. Uh, and, uh, you know, you pay like $20 or something and... And then you can travel to Europe for unlimited times for up to one year, I think it is. <laughs> so this is something they just started, I think, last year. And then this year, nobody's traveling there so uh, from here. Oh, rub it in uh, now. Thanks. <laughs> hey, uh, you know. <laughs> you, know I didn't, actually, <laughs> you know, I didn't ask you earlier in any of your videos that we've done previously, but did you actually have anything that you had to cancel already for this year? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Uh, I had a trip booked to Prague. I had a trip booked to uh, South America, to Chile. Uh, Yeah. I feel you, man. I've had to cancel two cruises already. Yep. Yep. So I... Was there anything uh, as far as special travel medications or anything you needed to pack? Uh, Not for this. This is Europe. You know, you can go to Europe anytime without any too much worries. If you you fall sick, you can, you know, get medication there. There are pharmacies all over. Yeah. And they're pretty easy to spot because they all have like those green crosses and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So not bad. Okay. So let's talk about what the packing process is going to be for something like this. Like you're going to, you're going to Switzerland. Is it, is it cold all the time? I mean, no situation no uh so in the last photo you'll notice i was wearing kind of a thin thinish jacket mm-hmm. uh that's only i think because it was windy not even cold but i get you know cold in the wind so <laughs> um it, it just I, I guess it depends what time of the year you go now i have never actually been there in the winter time it's always been like between spring summer fall okay um winter i imagine yeah you will need all kinds of you know proper winter clothing to go there especially if you're skiing and stuff like that yeah uh, but i would imagine it would not be any different than you know skiing anywhere else like to go to Vail or something yeah, like that yeah um, okay uh, so uh, but in the summer spring fall it, it's it's very reasonable i mean uh, yes the mountains can be cold mountain weather can change anytime anywhere <laughs> Um, and let me ask you this. Are you primarily doing, are you getting ready to do hiking? Like what are the activities that you're going to focus on um, there? And especially in the summer, hiking is a big thing in Switzerland. Uh, not for me, (laughs) um, but yeah, a lot of people do that. And, uh, they actually like, because of the trains, they're so wonderful over there. They'll take a train to a certain place and then hike to the next stop or, you know, one or two stops down the line and then get on the train again and go on, you know, uh, it's like the New York subway system. Yeah. It's really, the trains are amazing over there. So you can go anywhere by train, then hike, whatever, come back. There'll be a train within an hour to take you back. Perfect. Uh, now, do you mostly leave out of San Francisco when you're heading yeah. on out there? Yeah. Okay. So Perfect. San Francisco, usually uh, I've flown to Zurich. There have been times when I flew into Basel or to Geneva or even like Munich or something like that. Munich, Milan, Italy, and then drove in or took the train in. Uh, What's the best airport to fly into when you're heading into Switzerland? Uh, probably Zurich. It's just the most convenient, most number of flights, most central. Um and uh, I mean, one of the things I remember from one of my first trips, probably the second trip, in fact, uh, first trip I drove in, second trip I flew there, was um, so at Zurich Airport, uh, and I used to go on American Airlines. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they go to this uh, Terminal E, which is not the main terminal. Okay. And 
from there, you have to take the train into the main terminal to go through customs immigration and all that, right? So when you take that train, it's like a two-minute train ride. But on that, uh, they have like, in you know, you're going through a tunnel and on the tunnel, they're broadcasting scenes from Switzerland all the way in, you know, and, and in, inside the train, they're playing these sounds like, you know, the cowbells and the one cow going, moo. It just kind of welcomes you into the country. Well, I suppose it's better than cuckoo clocks playing like right at your doorstep every hour on the hour. So... <laughs> That, although that would be kind of creative if I thought about it that way. That would be kind of interesting because it's like every hour on the hour you hear the cuckoo clock ding or something like that. That'd be kind of fun. Um, so, okay. So you're heading over. To, do you remember, like, for the most part, have your flights been direct? Uh, no, uh, because American Airlines does not fly direct from San Francisco. So okay. they always connect through either New York or Chicago. Uh, not even Chicago. In the olden days, it used to be Dallas. Now they don't fly to Dallas, so you have to go from New York. Uh, okay. Now they are from Philadelphia and other cities. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I, I've also gone via London, British Airways to Zurich, you know, whatever. Uh, when you're when you're planning these kinds of trips, if do you ever have a pre-vacation destination? Like, do you ever spend a day in Zurich or is it a day in London or anything like that? Uh, I have done that in the past because it has been part of a longer trip. So... For example, my very first trip, I went to like Germany, Austria, Switzerland, Liechtenstein. Mm. Uh, I was doing a driving trip across all those. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it just depends. Uh, most of my trips, honestly, to Switzerland have been on long weekends. Uh, it's mm. like Thanksgiving weekend, four days, or even three-day weekend trips. Just go, come back, spend a day over there. Yes. Uh, it, it's it's well worth it. <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> nice. Okay, so let's talk about... A typical trip for you over to Switzerland, uh, flying uh, in, because uh, obviously they're going to be uh, okay. Uh, if you're asking, right, yeah. if you're asking me as a typical trip, yeah, uh, a typical trip was on a three-day weekend. Okay, um, so I would fly out of here on whatever that day is, Saturday morning or a Friday morning, whatever it is for the three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's say Saturday morning, I fly out. It arrives over there early Sunday morning, like six a.m., seven a.m. <laughs> Uh, I have all day Sunday over there to roam around, and mm-hmm. then I fly back on Monday. Yes. Um, so that is a typical trip for me to Switzerland. I've had longer trips, you know, four days, five days, six days, a week. A week, yeah. Um, but most of my 18 have been like that. Three days, you fly and fly up. Excellent. Um, and yeah, so what do you do in that one day, right? Uh, so you land in Zurich, and basically... I have two options. I can either rent a car or I can get a train pass for the one day. Okay. Uh, They're both very convenient. Uh, Driving, I mean, at first I had, you know, like this kind of culture shock to get used to the driving in Europe, what it's like, the size. Oh, actually, are you driving on the left-hand side of the road, right-hand side? No, it's like, it's the same as U.S. Okay, perfect. Uh, Yeah, Uh, everywhere except uh, England, Great Britain, and Ireland is the same as U.S. Okay. Um, And... um, (laughs) So I was like a little bit nervous at first, but once you get used to it, it's fine. You know, you, you know what the road signs are, you know what a stop sign looks like, which is different from U.S. and stuff like that. So uh, once you're used to that, that's fine. Trains, not a problem at all. They're so well organized, like I said before. Uh, so you let's say you get a train pass. Now, if you get a train pass, that's valid for the whole country. And there are multiple, you know, uh, variations of what you can get. Like there's a thing called a Swiss card, which is, which allows you certain 
travels or 50% off or 75% off or whatever. Uh, there's like an unlimited, you can just hop on any train you want, go anywhere you feel like. Uh, all kinds of, you know, different levels of that. Uh, so you, you get the thing you want for the however number of days you're staying there. And you can literally, you can just hop on, hop off any train you like, anywhere you want to go. It's all covered by the pass. I know um, that when I went to France, we had to... we had to buy a reservation. Yeah, you had yeah. you had either you can get train slips, which are like one-time passes, or you can get this card that you actually have to t- do a photograph of. Right. And that will get you on there, and they like literally are watching your, like right. it's almost like getting an ID card. Right, that, that's like a ticket, an individual ticket. Okay, uh, but, but uh, I'm talking about if you get a rail pass, then especially in Switzerland, you don't need to have a reservation. Okay. In other countries like uh, France or uh, uh, Italy, in most of the trains you need a reservation. Uh, high speed trains, especially Switzerland, not true. You can just get on any train you feel like, sit anywhere you like. <laughs> Uh, within your class of service. Uh, so if you're getting yeah, actually, can we talk about that really quick? Because yeah. over here in the U.S., we don't necessarily have, I mean, maybe we have first class and that's about it. You know, mm-hmm. everything else is pretty much available. But over there, they actually number the cars, like a car, right. like one, two, and three or right. something like that. Yeah, so there'll be a first class and second class. Uh, the difference between them, obviously, is like one of the things is the bigger seat, more legroom. Uh, first class, some of the seats can recline. Second class also, and depends on the train you're in, some seats can recline, some cannot. Uh, uh, and the seating arrangement is like uh, one and two in the first class and two and two in the second. Okay. Uh, and sometimes it, it just depends, like some of these trains, they have like uh, three seats and then a corridor on the right next side, right on the sideline. So, uh, or four seats and a, and a corridor, you know, four together like that. Um in kind of a compartment. Hmm. So yes. uh, it just varies uh, what depending on the kind of train you're in. There are also these uh, specifically like for tourist trains uh, and you, you need a spe- separate reservation for that. You need to buy a separate ticket for that. Okay. Uh, but I've actually never done that. I, I mean, why, why buy a separate ticket when you can get on the same line and see the same thing with the regular? Yeah, there's no point to it. I wouldn't think it's uh, not. A, it's not really a cost savings for you. I wouldn't think, mm-hmm. or not that much. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and both are good. I mean, it just you know your financial situation. I mean, I've taken both. It's it's not a problem at all either way. Uh, the money wise, there's not too much difference between first and second. Um, you know, so it, it's fine. But the one you thing know. I do hear about Switzerland is it's not a cheap place to visit. It is not. But but the train tickets, I mean, I, the, the difference between first class and second class of the train is not really that much. You know, if you think about it, like, uh, so uh, I would say like more than half of the time I have gotten the first class tickets. You know, it's, it's okay. <laughs> so let me ask you this. What um, like my favorite subject is food. Okay, so so what is there? I mean, obviously, like I, I, I imagine dairy products and, and meats yes. are, are like a huge thing there. Yeah. Uh, what what other things like what stuck out to you as being like a real Swiss affair of different types of food? Uh, so here's the interesting thing about Switzerland because it is in the middle of all these countries, right? It's there's Germany on one side, France on one side, Italy on another side, Austria on one side, which is kind of like Germany, kind of same thing. Uh, so uh, it depends on which part of the country you're in, right? So uh-huh. if you go to Geneva, for example, which borders France, 
or Basel, right, which is also next to France, you get more of the French kind of food. If you go to Zurich, Luzerne, you get more like the German kind of food, you know, uh, Frankfurters, stuff like that. If you go south, Lugano, you'll get Italy, Italian, Bellinzona, Lugano, uh, that area, uh, well, I was going to say Tirano, but that's actually in Italy, <laughs> uh, just across the border. But yeah. all all these places, like in the southern southern part of Switzerland, you'll get like, you know, pasta, stuff like that, gelatos, tiramisu, <laughs> you know. Yes. Um, uh, so it just depends where you are in the country. And it's such a small country that it's not really a big deal. I mean, you can go one into the other, you know, in half a day, come back in the next day. <laughs> well, you say small, but I think of Luxembourg as being small. I mean, compared yeah, to... Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, <laughs> but Switzerland too, like my first time there, uh, actually, no, not even my... Every time there, I have based myself in one city. Uh, 90% of the time, that city happens to be Luzerne. Uh, because I just like Luzerne. Okay. Uh, no other reason. And it's central. So from Luzerne, you can actually, like, you can take day trips. You can just, you know, go anywhere in the country you feel like, uh, hang out over there, spend some time over there, and come back to Luzerne all in the same day. Nice. You know, it's such a compact, like, place that you can do that easily. You know, if you start early enough in the morning, you'll be back by dinner time. So, what were what were the now you know from our conversations that I am a city person. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to a place like Switzerland, what am I going to see? Like, what am I going to see in terms of city life or, yeah, or museums are, history? The cities are also very pretty. Now Switzerland, everyone associates with the mountains, Alps, you know, but. Uh, cities like Bern is a very beautiful city. Uh, they have an old downtown, you know, old town area, uh, kind of like the medieval city. Mm. Uh, even Luzerne, Luzerne is just gorgeous, gorgeous city. And uh, you have a photo of that coming up in a couple of slides. Yeah, actually, you know, um, let's, it, do you want to jump over there really fast? Sure, sure. It's the one after this. So there's this one at night. That is at- Luzerne. Oh, it's beautiful. Is uh, there like a lakeside or a canal area? Yeah, it's it's a lake and a river. So uh, this is actually the river portion of it. Uh, but uh, just behind me. So this the bridge where I took this photo from behind me is the lake, Lake Luzerne. And this river that you're seeing in front is what flows into the lake right there at that spot. Oh, it's gorgeous. Uh, and the thing about this is it is like five-minute walk from the train station in Luzerne. <laughs> And on both sides of this river uh, are a whole bunch of wonderful restaurants, cafeteria style, other, you know, sit down kind of places. You can sit on the side of the river, have your food over there. There are swans in the river going around, you know, so you can kind of see the swans. People feed the swans, which you're not supposed to do. No, well, you know. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, why they're there. Well, I mean, they they do sense. attack you if you if you get too close to them. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, uh, but anyway, it's it's such a beautiful place. That tower over there, it used to be a gunpowder tower in the Middle Ages. Mm. Uh, and that bridge is a, also a very old bridge, I think 13th or 14th century, something like that. It's a wooden bridge. Wow. Uh, and uh, right now, it, it, it's just a walking bridge. It, you know, there's no vehicles or anything, not even bicycles. You, you just walk across. <laughs> um, and uh, from that bridge, you see the both sides of the you know, the river bank. Yeah. You know, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And at night with all the lights on, they're reflecting. It's gorgeous. Fantastic. Um, 
uh, and I do have one of my favorite restaurants. I always go to over there. They have the best tiramisu over there. It's What's it called? Talk, talk to me. <laughs> so here's the thing. The place, when you see it from like this vantage point where I was standing on this bridge, you'll see a sign that says Cafe Montrose. Cafe Montrose? Okay. Yeah. M-O-N-T-R-O-S-E. The name of the restaurant is not Cafe Montrose. Um, you, that's the sign that you see on that building because that's huge. That's false but advertising. When, <laughs> when you actually walk over there, it's a different name. And I, for the life of me, I do not know what that name is. But I, if you can see where the Cafe Montrose sign Montreux, is. That's where you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, and underneath that sign, directly underneath that sign, it's like, it's as if that is the name of the restaurant, uh, is this other Italian restaurant. Uh by the way, there is no Cafe Montrose that I could ever find out. You know, I don't know where Cafe Montrose is. Maybe it was there, but in the like, <laughs> uh, the sign it, is still there for years. Yeah, the, that's what I'm saying. Maybe it was there at one point, and then they closed shop, uh, and it's like, oh, this tiramisu place decided to open up right in the same spot. I'm like, you know what? We'll keep that sign. That's yeah. very picturesque. I like it. So there are all these like, there's an Irish restaurant right next to it. I've gone there a couple of times. <laughs> Um, hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's kind of all, you know, it's actually a Germanic city. It's most of the people there speak German, uh, but, but you can get around with English, not a problem at all. Or? English is one of the official languages in Switzerland, one of the four languages. Well, there you go. So, actually, what are the, what are the four languages? Uh, so German, 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 French, Italian, and English. Oh, it's the, it's the, all the countries that border it. Perfect. Uh, plus England. Plus England. Of course. <laughs> let me um, let me go back a, a step really quick here. Mm-hmm. I want to take a look at those two other photos that you had taken. These are gorgeous. Uh, again, I'm I'm more of a city person, but these are just beautiful. Uh, talk to me about the, each of these two photos. Yeah. Are these? So the one on the left is Mount Matterhorn again, without the clouds, mostly. Um, that's like the iconic, one of the two iconic photos of Mount Matterhorn I've seen. Um, there's another one which uh, people publish online, which uh, has a lake right in front. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a really lake, it's just a little small pond, Light. like a body of water. Yeah. Um, and you can see the reflection of the mountain in the water. Mm. Uh, so it's like a double image. Uh, beautiful shot. Uh, this is not the place where that, that shot was taken. Uh, there's another place for that. Uh, but basically, uh, from the town of Zermatt, uh, you know, Zermatt is kind of the main village where the trains come. And then from there, you take these gondolas to the top of the mountain. And yes. that's where this is from. Um, so there are lots of different places you can go from there. Um, this is one of them. Uh, the the place where the water photo is with the reflection, you know, of the mountain, that's another place. Uh, you know, you have to come back down to Zermatt and go up again on another gondola, that kind of thing. Uh, gondola, train, sometimes they, they have different, uh, different things to take you up. Uh, and... Every one of them that I I don't think I've been to all of them actually. Even <laughs> uh, I've been to a lot, but not every single one of those. <laughs> but every one that I have been to, it, it makes that area one of my favorite places in Switzerland. It's it's not just this Matterhorn, right? It's the whole mountain range all around. Well, you're a big fan of the outdoors too, and so I can yeah, absolutely understand that. It's just gorgeous. And you were talking about hiking. There's a hiking trail right there in that photo. Um, the photo on the right, honestly, um, uh, I, I actually don't know what lake that is. I'm kind of embarrassed to say. No, no. I but have you, a few you had a couple. You, yeah. So, what are your guesses? What was the lake? I have a few guesses. Uh, so, uh, I, I believe it is next to the town of Interlaken. Uh, okay. 
And Interlaken is like, it's like the name, right? Interlaken. So it's like between two lakes. Okay. Uh, and uh, the two lakes at Interlaken, uh, one of them is what I believe this one is called Thunerse, uh, T-H-U-N-E-R-S-E-E. Okay. Uh, and, uh, hold on, sorry. Let me just go there here. <laughs> Are you Googling it? I am sorry. I'm I'm cheating oh, a little that's bit. Okay. Here. <laughs> that's okay. That's fine. And uh, the other one is called uh, Brienzerse. Okay. So uh, say S E E. It's from say it's it means lake in German. Okay. So it's like uh, Lake Thun or Lake Brienz. Uh, I believe this is Lake Thun, and I believe the town over there is the town of Thun. T H U. Okay. Uh, and on the other end of that lake is basically the t- city of Interlaken, uh, okay. which is kind of uh, another one of these uh, central, you know, hub spots where people just backpackers, a lot of backpackers go over there, just, just you know, <laughs> go there for like a month or whatever, and then take, go all over on Um uh, That's also gorgeous. There, there's no flat part of Switzerland that is not gorgeous. So this is also another one of those gorgeous areas. Well, uh, and... Like this for me, is taken from a train, by the way. Oh, that's actually a really uh, fantastic picture from a train. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's beautiful. <laughs> so when I think of Switzerland, I'm thinking, like, for me, one of the places I would love to go to is the UN. Have yeah. you ever had an opportunity to go to the uh, UN? I building? walk by it. Okay. I walk by it at the Gen- uh, Geneva. There's a building. Uh, there's also the UNESCO building in mm-hmm. uh in actually no that's paris but there's one in geneva also yeah the main main headquarters i believe is in paris so uh i walked by those uh to me they were kind of uh not very picturesque yeah i mean it's it's a building in the middle of a city you know it's it's just there you know okay it's not like the united nations building in yeah. new york or anything <laughs> like that but i mean yeah, no. you know it, well you know and i had the same experience when i went to Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we were getting ready to head off on a cruise, we went through the cruise port and there was a UNICEF location actually. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was just like the square building, nothing really yeah. expensive. Yeah. It, it was like, okay, well that's it serves its purpose. That's all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, but I mean, Hey, it's, you know, the United nations, whether it's UNICEF or mm-hmm. uh, UNESCO or actually the, you know, the general building, it doesn't really matter. You know, it's less, it's, unless it's a tourist attraction, that's not necessarily the thing. It's mostly where people go to work. Right. Right. So, I mean, I get it. I, I just would love to kind of get a little bit of an idea as to, you know, all those different things. Yeah, Geneva um, has that. Geneva has a Red Cross also. Um, I, I just walk by it. It's not no, no big deal as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so, let me ask you this then. Let's let's talk about heading out from a, from a trip like this. Like, what mm-hmm. are the takeaways of some kind of a trip like this? Why, did, why have you headed back there so often? What does this draw to you? Uh, it's one of the most beautiful places in the world, uh, which is accessible, unlike a place like Antarctica, which is not so <laughs> But you've been there a couple times, too. So. Um, Switzerland, you can... I don't want to sound like... This sounds bad, but you can like just get on a plane and go there, you know? <laughs> it's just easy. Exce- it's, it's easily yeah. accessible. I understand um, that. Uh, and... It's so compact. I mean, uh, like like I said, you can base yourself in any one town kind of in the central area. And from there, you can go one end of the country and come back. Uh, next day, go to another end, come back. Next day, go to another end, come back. It's, it's so amazing to get around. Let and, me ask you this. 
Um, in terms of things to be aware of, mm-hmm. I know it's not cheap there. No, cost is definitely one. That's definitely an issue. Mm-hmm. But the other thing I wanted to also ask was in reference to my husband. Um, he's a vegan. And mm-hmm. so in terms of like, if it's heavily dairy and heavily meats, like are there are there legitimate places that a yes, person you can will get find vegan? a lot of places. Yes. Okay. Uh, in fact, there are a lot of Indian restaurants over there. Okay. Cool. Uh, because a lot of Indians have settled over there. They used to film Bollywood movies over there. So. Okay. Um, and it, it's, uh, I mean, in in cities, especially like the bigger cities like Zurich, Geneva, etc., like Basel, uh, you will not have any trouble finding any kind of food place. You know, there are so many. Nice. Uh, different varieties, different everything, right? Uh, if you go to a small town uh, uh, like Zermatt, Zermatt may not have that much. You know, they have a few cafeterias, restaurants. Uh, they will have, Zermatt has a wonderful Italian restaurant also next to the train station. Uh, pizza place also, another one. <laughs> Uh, well, you're getting so, closer to Italy at that point too. Yeah. So well, well, it's it's close to Italy. It is actually on the Italian borders. Uh, Matterhorn borders both Italy and Switzerland. Okay. But Zermatt is a German city for some reason. They speak German over there. Hmm. Uh, so I don't know. But rest of southern <laughs> Italy, uh, rest of southern Switzerland is all Italian. In terms of value adds and cost savings and best practices, what are like obviously, if you're going to do some of the transportation, it sounds like making a reservation for some of these places is really important. no, 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 no. Oh no, uh, it's not. No, um, the transportation uh, for trains, you don't need reservations. You just buy one train pass, uh, and you it could. depends how many days you're there. That's that's the only thing. Like uh, how many days you plan to spend over there, and if you're there for like five days or fifteen days, they have a fifteen day train pass. They have five days train pass, and they have different varieties of these. Like you can say like. Oh, I'm only going to be traveling by train on five out of these ten days that I'm here, right? So they, you can get something like that too, you know. Uh, so that is best instead of buying individual train tickets. Now there are places, for example, there's another location called Jungfrau, uh, which they say is the top of Europe, but it's really not. Uh, uh, but it is the highest railway station in the world. Uh, okay. I'm sorry, in, in Switzerland, in Switzerland, or I guess Europe. Uh, so the, you take this train from Interlaken. It's a series of three trains that you have to take all the way up, up the mountain, and they drop you off at the top of the mountain, and then you can roam around in the snow over there. You can go skiing, whatever you want. Come back, end of the day, and you come all the way back down to Interlaken again. Uh, so that place, that those s- series of trains, you need to buy a separate ticket. You know, there are there are places like that where you need a separate ticket. Like another place is Mount Pilatus, uh, which is a, like a very commonly visited place next to Luzerne. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, over there, yes. So you can show them your Swiss card or your rail pass or something, and they'll give you like a fifty percent discount or a seventy five percent discount. You know, depending oh, on nice. the card you have. You know, uh, same thing with Jungfrau. Uh, the train that goes up to Jungfrau Mountain. Uh, it's it's like a reduced rate, but you still have to pay extra for that particular journey, you know. Uh, but Zermatt, fine, no problem. Oh, all these uh, tourist trains also, like the Golden Pass, they have a chocolate train, they have, you know. Uh, Hello. <laughs> that got yeah, my yeah, attention. Really. <laughs> chocolate uh, and cheese, my two biggest <laughs> passions in life, so. Uh, yeah, so I mean, those there are some special trains where you need to shell out a little bit more. 
I have never taken any of those, including the chocolate train, believe it or not. Mm. Uh, most people who know me, who may be watching this, will be surprised I've never been on the chocolate train, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, but that's a way of saving money. I don't like doing that, like paying extra for what I'm going to see on a regular train anyway on the same exact line, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, By the way, I forgot to mention, and I wanted to ask you, what about accommodations? How have accommodations been? Do you typically go for like a three-star? Yeah, Five-star? No, not five. I can't afford five. (laughs) Um, uh, Three is good. Uh, Okay. Many of them are four. That's fine. Okay. Uh, And there are American chains over there, like Best Western, you know, Comfort Inn, those kinds of hotels. Um, it's yeah, no, no worries over there. Yeah, so it sounds like it's easy to get through. Very get to easy. very. Easy. You just need that little pass that allows you to get into the country, and then of course, the money in order to be able to afford the things that are there. So, and I know you're not a souvenir person, but I mean, still, there's a lot of different things that you can. I've gotten there. a couple of magnets from there. <laughs> oh, well, okay, like Fringe some takeaways, some some little takeaways. <laughs> well, Ishan, I really want to thank you so much for this little glimpse of Switzerland. Hopefully, we'll be able to go there sometime really soon. I would love to get more information as we go along through that process. So again, thank you so much for sharing that with my students. I know it's really appreciated. Oh, thank you. Thank you again. One of my favorite places in the world. (laughs) Of course. And again, thank you for everything that you do, you know, for the travel channel here. It's just really amazing. And we really appreciate your insights. Now, for my students that are out there, if you have any questions or comments, you know, certainly let me know over at scott at theprofessortravel.com. If you want to be notified when new videos go up on YouTube, click that little bell icon right above us in order to be notified about that. If you haven't already done so, please feel free to subscribe. It really does help the channel out. Give us a like as well if you like the content that you're receiving here. And if you're listening on the podcast, please feel free to rate us and review us. We really do appreciate the feedback. So until next time, my name is Scott. I am the Professor Travel. Make every day a travel adventure. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye now. Thank you. Bye. The Professor Travel is a broadcast from Orange County, California. A transcript of each podcast may be requested by contacting the Professor Travel at his website, theprofessortravel.com. For opportunities to work with the Professor Travel, feel free to contact Scott at theprofessortravel.com or contact us through YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook at The Professor Travel or Twitter at TheProfessorTR1. Make every day a great day to have a travel adventure.